Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Great. Um, I'm Dan. Uh, some of you know me. It's good to see some new faces as well. And I will be uh, chatting to us today, uh, thinking about these words of Jesus again, these words that we've been hearing and hearing over the last few weeks and will continue to hear over the next few weeks. Um, and today we're going to focus especially on uh, that section where Jesus talks about taking on a yoke and what that means. Um, and they're going to be little moments for us to pause, like we've already had a chance to chat with the people around us as well. Um, and so we're going to have a chance to do that again. I'm going to stop us, I'm going to chat with the people around us, and, and maybe pray together as well, because I'm not an expert in this. You guys know lots of stuff, and I want you to share with those around you what we're doing. Um, so today, we're focusing on the bit where Jesus talks about a yoke. Now, I would show you a picture, but I can't. <laughs> So, I've gone one better. Um, we have designed a yoke. Um, now, what I need is two volunteers who are of a similar height to one another. Otherwise, it gets a bit weird. Two people at the back, hands straight up, come up to the front. Um, I don't know your names, you'll have to tell me. You're Isabel and Chloe, wonderful. What I have brought with me, I'm just gonna move this, hope Tom doesn't mind. Um, if you just, uh, let me just get this. It's all going to be a bit messy, that's okay. Um, this is your yoke, okay? So I need one of you to come here and stand this side. Yeah, there we go. Oh, okay, go around that way. And then you go around the other way. This way, just come and stand here. There we go. And then you need to both hold it. And I've, in my bag here, I've got the heaviest things I could find at home, also known as my theology books. Um, and so what I want you to do is basically walk across stage and drag that book, that bag of books. Just there, that's great. Um, can we give them a round of applause? Thank you very much. That was brilliant. Uh, let me take that. Um, so this bit here is the yoke, okay? This is the bit that connected you, didn't it? Yeah, so like you had to pull this together um, and it was like working in a team, doing it. I'm really sorry for anyone that's watching at home. I'm totally off screen, I'm falling over bags. Um, so this was your yoke, you pulled it and you're working together as a team. Do you think you could have gone that way and you go that way? It doesn't, doesn't quite work, does it? Because you've got to hold on to this together. Um, wonderful. Thank you very much. You can go back to your seats. That's very helpful. Um, so this bit here is the yoke. Basically, uh, we join together. Um, normally, it's used for animals. I didn't make them do animal noises. Um, but normally, it's used for animals who would carry uh, farming equipment across the field. They'd walk together. Um, in unison, right together, and basically drag the farming equipment, working in, as a team, basically, having a friend to walk alongside with them. Now, Jesus doesn't have a, like a bar of wood for us to grab hold of, uh, like physically, literally. He's using it as a picture to help us understand what it's like to do life with Jesus. Um, because what Jesus is doing as he's saying, take, this, take my yoke upon you, he's saying, like, I want to walk through life with you. Just like uh, Chloe and Isabella, is Isabella, Isabel, I'm sorry, 
Yeah. Um, as you're walking together, Jesus is like, I want to walk alongside you. I want to walk next to you. I want to do life with you. And so he's saying, come and join me. If you're tired and weary, come and join me. Grab hold of that wood. Come and pull the same as me. Come and stand alongside me and do life together. And one of the things that I love about this is um, that yokes were used in fields, and fields normally contain mud and muck and mess, don't they? And what, what Jesus is, I, I think one of the things Jesus is saying here is it's like you don't need to, like we feel like we need to clean ourselves up for God, don't we? Like we need to get ourselves ready to, to walk with Jesus. Oh, I've made a mistake. I need to do some good things to make it better. And Jesus is saying, no, actually, I'm going to do like the daily grind of life with you. I'm going to come into the mud and do that with you. And I'm just going to say, come and do that with me. Like you don't need to get yourself all cleaned up. You just need to walk with Jesus together. Um, I don't know, it's holiday season at the moment, isn't it? There's, there's a few people away, um, school holidays are out. And um, one of the things that I find interesting about when Jesus says this is he doesn't say, if you're tired of life, if you're tired and weary, book a holiday. Does he? He doesn't say, come and book a holiday. Instead, he gives us a piece of equipment. <laughs> He's like, actually, this will help. Here's some equipment to do life with. He's not like, um, I wrote something down, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my pillow with you and have a nap. And if that's not enough, have a few days off. I've heated up the hot tub and sorted out a massage for you. That will sort you out. That isn't what Jesus does. Jesus gives us a piece of equipment. And he says, like a holiday, it'll be good for you. Great, have a rest. But you'll go back to normal life. Everything will go back to normal. And do you know what? You're going to need another holiday again soon because you'll be tired again. Jesus is saying the, the cure to that is to walk through life with him, to do things with him, to stand alongside him and to do the daily life with Jesus. That's his invitation when he talks about this yoke. Come and do life with Jesus. The yoke is an invitation to be a companion, a friend with Jesus, to walk alongside him, to have him be our guide. And so I've just got a couple of questions for you to chat to uh, with the people around you. There's some kid-friendly questions as well. Um, for those of you at home, they might come up on the screen at home. Uh, for those of you here, you're just going to have to remember them. Or use your phone or some paper, write some down. Or use your phone, I've put them on the Facebook community for Greyfriars Community. So if that's something you're into, uh, then they're on there. Um, but basically, it's very simple um, to chat to the people around you. For you, what does it mean to be connected to Jesus? Like, what does that look like in your everyday? What does it mean to be connected with Jesus? And if you're a bit younger, or you have some younger people in your household, or the people that you're with, you might want to ask, um, what would Jesus be like as a friend? What do you think Jesus would be like as a friend? And obviously you can ask that as an older person as well. Uh, that's perfectly fine. Um, so, uh, we've got two minutes, we'll put some music on. Um, what does it mean uh, for you to be connected to Jesus? How does that play out in your life? Just chat to the people around you uh, if you're comfortable doing that. If not, have a little think about what that means. And then uh, what would Jesus be like as a friend? Uh, you've got two minutes, go.
I'll just give you 20 seconds to round up your conversations. worked that's amazing um, so we're gonna carry on and we're gonna keep thinking about what this yoke means so if there's if it's an invitation to being kind of connected to Jesus um, it's also what, what does that what does that mean what a yoke in, in Jesus's time um, every every teacher every religious teacher of the time had a yoke um, Jesus wasn't special in saying, come and take my yoke, come and take my yoke upon you. Jesus was special because he said that his was light and easy. Every religious teacher had their own yoke. Um, and, and one of the things that was kind of um, amazing about all these yokes was that they were quite heavy. And in that sense, um, I, I just need one more volunteer, one more person who thinks they're really strong. Um, oh, half a hand. Uh, can you put half a hand up? Anyone? I mean, I mean, you don't have to be really strong, really. Um, George, would you like to come up? Can you hold some things for me? Great. Okay. Um, well, George, if you come and stand here, um, you see, and you turn around. Sorry. Yeah. There we go. Excellent. Um, say hi to George, everyone. There we go. That's fun, isn't it? Um, so, uh, what we had? Um, <laughs> you're going to wave back. Yeah. <laughs> um, what we have is every teacher had a yoke. 
And so, but, but the thing is, a yoke was kind of a way of life, uh, a set of teachings of, of how to get to God. And sometimes, a lot of the time actually, their yoke was really heavy and actually made it really hard for people to get to God. So um, they would start feeling quite burdened down. And so, George, you just need to put your hands out. And can you hold this? Okay. Um, so you might be like, okay, uh, someone's uh, religious leaders had a really heavy yoke. And so they were like, uh, this is what you have to do on the Sabbath. Here's a, a book of everything you have to do on, the sun, on, on a Saturday. And you can't do this and you can do that. Um, and it's going to start weighing you down. Um, and then they bring out their systematic theology. <laughs> and they start saying, you have to do this as well. This is something you must do. You can't do this. Uh, to get to God, you have to go through this way, via that, this way, and all of that. Um, what next one should we put? Um, Wayne Grudem is having a field day today. Oh, <laughs> um, and you start building up this like whole religion, this whole structure around what it means to follow God, and it's really heavy, and it starts to weigh people down. Um, do you think you can do one more? No. <laughs> You can't do one more. That's the point, though, isn't it? Like, people just got really tired. That's right, I'll take them off in a second. People got really tired. Um, you're doing so well, George. People got really tired of all of these burdens, all of these rules, everything that they had to do to be friends with God. And Jesus came along and said, my, my yoke, the things that you have to do to get to God in my teaching, is actually really light and really easy. And so he started saying, do you know what? I've already done this for you. Um, I've fulfilled this already. So you can put that one away. Um, and then also this one, like, you don't, you don't need that. That's not on God's heart. That's just man-made rules. Um, and so that's, that's not, that's a bit easier now, isn't it? Um, like, it's not that important to do that. Um, and basically, Jesus started to lighten the burden. And he took all of the weights off. And, um, and made it, yeah, exactly, give it a good shake. Do you feel freer now? Do you feel better now? Now there's no books there, yeah. Um, can we give a round of applause to George? Can you go sit down, buddy? Thanks, mate. And Jesus came along and just said, come and be my companion, be my friend. I, like, Jesus has already fulfilled all of those burdens that have been put on people, all of that religion, all of that stuff that we, that we fill up life with, Jesus has said, like, you don't need that. Or, actually, I've already done that. He came and said, I've fulfilled the law. And so, Jesus, is, it's just really simple. He's saying, my yoke is to trust me, to follow me, just to follow Jesus. That's all he's asking. His yoke is easy, and his burden is light. You don't need, and, and you know, so many of us can feel like that, can't we? Like, like we just pile up pressure on ourselves, or we feel like God demands so much from us, or we demand so much of ourselves, and we think, God can only love me if I'm like this, or, or like, I need to do this to make God happy. But Jesus just comes along and says, I'm going to take those burdens off you, that burden of religion, that burden of trying to please God. Jesus has already done it on your behalf. He just wants you to be you and to walk with him, to simply walk with Jesus, just to be connected to him, to take his yoke and just say, Jesus, I'm walking through life just as I am with you, no matter what. 
you probably have, I'm just guessing, you probably have enough burdens on your life right now. Jesus doesn't want to add more and more. You probably, probably already feel bad about yourself in lots of ways. Jesus doesn't want to make you feel worse about yourself. Jesus wants to lift that burden and say, just come and be my companion. Let me into your life. Trust me and follow me and we'll do life together. He wants to do life with you. And so um, we've got uh, a few, again, a few questions for you to chat about with the people around you if you feel comfortable doing that or to think about on your own. Um, What can leave you feeling weighed down in your Christian walk? In your journey as a Christian, in your journey of faith, wherever you are in that, what can leave you feeling weighed down? Like there's just that, like, like George was with all of those books, like I've got to do this to be a good Christian. What can leave you feeling like that expectation is upon you? And then how can we change that? What do we need to change? And then for, for anyone who's got uh, little ones with you, um, you might want to, to ask, and, and I think this is a great question for us all to ask actually, what feelings does God have when he looks at you? What, what, how does God feel when he looks at you? Okay, so we're just going to chat about it. I'll read them out again. What can leave you feeling weighed down in your Christian life? What burdens are there that you feel like God might put on you? Um, and how can we change that? And then secondly, what feelings does God have when he looks at you? Okay, so you've got two more minutes. We've got some more music on. You've got two minutes to chat about those things. Go.
seconds, 10 seconds to go. Okay, um, are we all good? Wonderful. Um, I'm going to do something. Great, we're all good. Um, uh, what I'd like to ask you now is a question. I'm going to go around and receive some responses from anyone who would like to say them. Um, the question is, what do you want to be when you're older? You can answer that at any age. I'm, I think everyone's still working that out. Um, so what do you want to be when you're older? Or like when you were younger, what did you want to be when you were older? Okay, I'm going to put my mask on. And if you have an answer, like what do you want to be when you're older, then put your hand up and I will run around. I'm sorry, Alyssa, this is not going to be good for your camera work. Um, anyone got an answer to that question? Yes, Ellen. I want to be a good Christian when I grow up. Oh, look at that. Look at that. And so you can be a good Christian now. Um, <laughs> that's amazing, Ellen. That's why she's leading our service. Rebecca, have you got one? Be a good Christian. Oh. <laughs> Ellen, uh, Rebecca wants to be a good Christian, just like her sister. Sam, you're here. Uh, I want to play centre forward for Liverpool. I want to play centre forward for Liverpool. Excellent. Uh, anything else? Anyone else? Anyone brave enough? Yes, Liz. I want to be retired. <laughs> I want to be retired. I want to be a CEO so I can drive an Audi R8, which is not a very good thing to say in church. Um, but yeah, <laughs> honest. Great, lovely. I wanted to be an animal rescuer. I want to be an animal rescuer. That's cool. Are there any more? Anyone from this side, maybe? Yeah. Oh, Jane, you've got one. I want to be younger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Jane, you've got one. What the you washing. Like? He wants to do the washing. He wants to do the washing. Look at that, Jane, what a legend. That's so that deserves a round of applause, everyone. <laughs> what have you got, Prem? Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be an alien. You wanted to be an alien. <laughs> That is so cool. Um, that's great. I'm going to put this mic back. Oh, I turned it off. We'll turn that on for you in a minute. Um, so, there's a, a huge variety of things there, of things that we... Oh, I can take this off now. Of things that we wanted to be when we're older or what things we want to be when we get older. Just those kind of aspirations. Oh, I'm tired from all that running. Um, so, one of the best ways to learn that is not necessarily to read books on it, although that could be helpful. It's actually to get to know people who are already doing that, isn't it? Like, if, if Sam, I've already written this one down, so that's helpful. If Sam wants to be a footballer, and he wants to play centre forward for Liverpool, like, go and hang out with Bobby Firmino. Like, you know, you can go and spend some time with Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and, you, like, rather than just watch them play, you get to, like, actually hang out with them, see what they eat, see how they train, see the tactical work that they do, um, see how much they sleep, see how many like, good things that they, that they do in their life to help them be in the right condition. And so like, you have like, you go and spend some time, that would be much better than just watching them on TV and trying to be like them, wouldn't it? You actually get to see their whole lifestyle. If you want to be a singer, 
You might want to like go and hang out with Taylor Swift and see how she writes her songs um, or like trains her voice or the, the pre-concert routine. I don't know if they do that. Um, so that kind of thing. Or if you want to be an astronaut, you might want to go and hang out with Tim Peake and see the exercises he does and listen to his stories and chat with him and get to know him and all of the commitment that it takes. Like, you get the point, yeah? You, you need to be, like, the best way to be like the people you want to be is to spend time with them. And, and as Ellen and Rebecca said, if you want to be good Christians, the best way to do that is to spend time with the ultimate Christian. This wasn't in my notes. Jesus. Um, actually, like, he says, come and learn from me. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus lived. Now, we, we quite like the word disciple, don't we, in church? And I think it's a great word, um, those people that follow Jesus. I think another good word to describe a disciple is an apprentice. You know, an apprentice is someone who doesn't just learn stuff, but actually does life alongside them, that actually sits and watches and joins in and takes part in everything that's going on to become like their master, if you like. And so um, I'm, I'm sure that Jesus, his disciples, weren't just there to listen to his words. They were there to watch him and learn how he did life. I'm sure that there were points when, he was, when the disciples were like, we really, really need to know, does Jesus brush his teeth in a special way? Like, does he go to a toilet in a certain holy way? Does he cook his fish in a certain way that means that we could get closer to God? And I'm sure that they would have, like, looked at every detail of his life and then tried to copy it, because that's what disciples or apprentices do. They try to become like the people that they've got there, that they're, that they're modelling their lifestyle on. And taking on Jesus' yoke is actually about adapting our lifestyle. It's about living under a new rule, living under Jesus, trying to be like him. Now, you might not believe it, um, but uh, sometimes I go to the gym. And, and when I'm at the gym, there's lots of people there who are really strong or really quick. Um, and I'm like, I want to be like them. And I sit there on my rowing machine or whatever I'm doing, and I'm like, that's the person. I want to be as quick as them. I want to be as strong as them. I want to be as big as them. I want to be as good as them. And I leave, and I'm like, yeah. I can do this. And so I go home, have a shower. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then the next day, I'm eating 20 chicken nuggets at McDonald's. It just doesn't work if that's my lifestyle. Because their lifestyle, these people who are quicker and stronger and bigger and, and all of those things, like, they eat differently to me. They, they eat better. They drink lots of water. They, they uh, exercise every day. And I'm like, yeah, I want that but I'm actually not prepared to change my lifestyle or make any real changes to make it happen. And sometimes it can be like that with Jesus, can't it? We can come to church on a Sunday and be like, yeah, actually, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be like him. But the reality is we don't really want to change our lifestyle very much and do what he did. We don't actually want to copy him. We just want to leave and be like, yeah, I feel like I want to be like Jesus again, just like I do in the gym. And then I leave and I eat my McNuggets or whatever it is. Actually, we need to make some changes. 
There's things that we need to do that make us more like Jesus. We need to become like our master. And so it might be um, that we need to change some routines or habits or different things in our lives that say, yeah, we're going to take on the lifestyle of Jesus. We're going to become more like him in the things that we do, in the things that we say. And so I, I guess I just want to leave you with a challenge um, today. This new yoke is a new lifestyle. It's a new way of living. It's Jesus' way of living. And he asks us to come and take it and join in to watch him, to learn from him, to make changes and walk with him. And that's when we'll find rest. It's when we learn from him and become like him. And so I want to challenge you today <clears throat> just to think of one thing that you could change in your lifestyle that might draw you closer to Jesus, that might not even draw you closer, just make you more like him. Um, it might be uh, that you want to pray at a certain time. It might be a friend that you can meet up with, with regularly. Um, the way you do the dishes with Jesus. Remember, he just wants to do the normal stuff in life with you. And I'm not trying to pile in more burdens of do more stuff. It's about just adapting our mindset and becoming more like Jesus. So just right now, you've got 10 seconds on your own to think of one thing that you might, like one lifestyle change, one thing that could change to make you more like Jesus as you leave from here. Okay, you've got 10 seconds. We're going to leave almost dead silence to think of that thing. And now what I'd like you to do is tell the person next to you what that thing is. <laughs> You've all had time to think, so this should be easy. Tell the person next to you what it is that you could change to become more like Jesus. And now, this might be a bit crazy, but we are in church, so we're allowed to do this. Just pray for that person. <laughs> pray for that person. You already know what they want to change. You already know what they're like. You already, like, you've already had that conversation. Just pray for them. It doesn't need to be really complicated. Just, Jesus, help um, Pete become more like Jesus, become more like you. God, would you give them strength? Um, whatever it is, just pray a really, uh, just a prayer, just for that person. Do it out loud if you feel comfortable doing so, but just pray for the person that you've shared with, um, and then we're going to round it all off and worship together. So just spend a minute praying with one another. And so, God, we pray now 
that we would become apprentices of Jesus, that we would become like him. Give us strength by your Holy Spirit to make changes and to follow, to accept that invitation to simply follow and do life with Jesus. God, I pray for everyone here. You give us the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit to be made new in you. And as we worship, may our hearts be turned towards you. In Jesus' name, amen.